Hello everyone and welcome to Energy Explored. This podcast covers the challenges of achieving a carbon neutral global economy, cutting emissions of gases and pollutants and setting up new energy systems. Join Reed Smith lawyers and guest speakers as they shed light on the most important trends in emissions control and new fuels. Tune in as we follow the ever-evolving journey through the transition of energy. Hi there, and welcome to another episode of Reed Smith's Energy Explored podcast. My name is James Wilm. I'm a partner in Dubai uh, within our uh, Energy and Natural Resources group. And with me today is Finlay Donaldson, who is an associate also in Dubai and sits within the ENR group. And we're going to talk today a little bit about nuclear power plant disputes and how they interact with Russian and indeed global nuclear diplomacy leaning towards uh, sanctions. So to kick things off, Finlay, what are what are the main key characteristics of nuclear power plant disputes? Thanks, James. Yeah, absolutely. So when you talk about nuclear power plant disputes, I think the first thing that always comes up is how complex they are, and, and they're complex in, in every aspect. So from the construction of the plant to the safety measures that need to be implemented, to issues surrounding licensing and regulations, and also security protocol, they are incredibly complicated you know, feats of engineering. So um, any, any dispute is going to be incredibly technical in nature. And that leads itself onto the, the second kind of main characteristic, which is that it tends to be an expert-driven process. So when there's a dispute arising out of a nuclear power plant, the role of experts is absolutely fundamental. It's really important to make sure you have people and experts that are familiar with, with the nature of the disputes, particularly you know how technical they are. A lot of disputes come from issues around regulations and licensing, and often you'll require experts that were you know, former regulators or involved in, in licensing for various jurisdictions be asked to be experts within these disputes and provide their, their opinion. Another aspect of it is how high value these disputes can be. That that feeds into the the other aspects of it. These are you know incredibly expensive projects, and and naturally the disputes that arise out of it are going to be high value as well. There's also a big public interest in these kinds of disputes. Nuclear energy as a whole, you know, can be quite controversial and and is often heavily in the press and in the media. So. You know, any any disputes that arise tend to attract a certain level of of public scrutiny and attention, and that's something you know that parties will have to deal with. And so, the final point is, is how strategically important these assets. You know, they're very linked to uh, the governments. You know, governments, foreign policy, and and energy objectives. So, you know, any disputes that that come from these projects naturally will have a certain level of, of government involvement. Yeah, you're right. And um, as you say, there are many unique aspects and indeed issues that arise specifically to nuclear power plant disputes. And one of those is third party liability. 
How does third party liability operate specific to a nuclear power plant dispute? Yeah, sure. So again, this is this is a unique element um, of these disputes. And essentially, when, you, when you're talking about third party liability in the context of, of a nuclear power plant, the, the liability for nuclear damage, there is exclusive liability on the operator. And that means the liability is absolute, so it applies irrespective of, of fault. And there's good reason for that. The, the main reason for this being the liability is absolute on the operator because people in the industry were worried about there being an unreasonable burden of liability if that wasn't the case. So by establishing a very simple absolute liability on the operator, the idea is that this will avoid extensive disputes focusing specifically on who's liable for third-party nuclear damage. And, uh, and this rule, uh, as such, is actually enshrined under certain national laws and conventions, the most Im important being the Paris Convention on Third-Party Liability in the Field of Nuclear Energy which really sets out very clearly that, that this is an absolute liability on the operator. And perhaps unsurprisingly, in the industry, there is often mandatory third-party liability insurance on the operator to cover it for you know, any cost that it's liable as a result of this. So usually this insurance is placed with, with national insurance pools or alternatively with, with mutual insurance associations. Yeah, I think one of the main issues that you, that you touched upon, and again, very specific to a nuclear power plant dispute, is the many unchecked security issues that arise. Did you want to explain a little bit about that? What implications security has for a, for a power plant dispute? Yeah, absolutely. I think this is very topical at the moment because I'm sure most people are aware of, of, of what's going on in Ukraine and particularly the Saporja nuclear power plant, which, you know, since March 2022 has been taken over by, by Russian forces. This, this really is incredibly important. It's the largest nuclear power plant in Ukraine. It's one of the 10 largest nuclear power plants in the world. And it really underlines the issues around security that are, that are so unique to nuclear power plants. There's a long history of security issues surrounding these plants. Um, a lot of this has been more from the cyber attack aspect of it rather than what we're seeing in Zaporizhia. But really, given the fundamental importance of, of nuclear material, this comes with, with incredibly stringent and regulated safety measures to protect against you know, these risks. So one of the main things that the safety measures trying to stop is, is the theft of nuclear material, which may end up in the, in the hands of, of bad actors, as we call them. A kind of added element of it is that the security of nuclear power plants is often left to a government level, so it's not always private. So you have government intervention and, and certain authorities and requirements that come straight from the government. And I guess a lot of the information is classified, you know, for fear of, again, ending up in the wrong hands. So, you know, there's issues with dealing with classified information. And that really, the, those specific elements really lead to the kind of complexities we were talking about earlier. 
And I guess if you wanted to apply it, you know, specifically to a dispute and an arbitration, you know, there are a, a myriad of, of potential issues that you would have to deal with. I guess the first one would be if you were to, you know, obtain witness or expert evidence on certain issues, you would have to be very, very careful that that evidence does not contain classified information, you know, that, that might threaten the security of a state or, or, or otherwise. You know, you would need to be very clear that that information can be disclosed within an arbitration or, or other dispute proceedings. From a disclosure perspective, again, there, there's, there would be huge issues around confidentiality of information. If you're making disclosure requests, it, it's going to be a complicated process to work out what is classified, what is confidential, what can be disclosed. And again, that would require a fair amount of government input there as well. I guess one thing that parties would need to agree on is, is a procedure for how the confidential information would be treated throughout the course of a dispute. That's normally dealt with at, at a kind of terms of reference stage, but I think that is an issue that would have to have an exceptional amount of, of thought and um, discussion between the parties as to a process that both parties would be comfortable with throughout the duration of the dispute. Another issue is relating to the nationality of the parties and the individuals involved. If you have certain parties from nationalities and, and jurisdictions that, that aren't particularly uh, warm to each other, there may be issues with disclosing information to certain nationalities, and you may be in a situation where you have to set up a, a Chinese wall-style process where certain information is, is not provided to certain parties or individuals or experts for national security reasons. No, you, you're completely right there, Finn. Moving away, perhaps, from technicalities of the disputes themselves. There's clearly a lot of politics involved in nuclear energy and, and specifically in relation to Russia. And that's obviously something that um, we've both been focused on uh, within this particular year. And as you know, it's hard to cut that dependency on, on the R Russian energy sector, not least uh, the Russian nuclear sector. So you've, you've got the, the political issue right now where Europe and, to a lesser extent, uh, the UK have been weaning themselves off Russian fossil fuels in the, in the last 18 months, primarily because of the um, sanctions restrictions. But you're still left with a significant connection between Europe and, and the Russian nuclear sector. And there's many, and there's many reasons for that. It's, it's, it's pretty straightforward relatively to change your source of fossil fuels you can reroute coal you can you can obviously reroute crude products on, on, on the water gas slightly more complicated but lng is also a more movable product nuclear is clearly not the same europe is generally very dependent on on russian uranium as a as a, as a power source for its nuclear stations and, and indeed from ukraine both of which are impacted for the same same reasons in the sense of driven by the conflict. And also technology. So many of the power plants already in force in the EU and operational, or indeed power plants that are coming online, have a significant dependency on Russian nuclear technology and services, notwithstanding the fuel elements themselves, which probably explains why 
Rosatom, the, the Russian state-owned nuclear power company, is um, as of today untouched by global sanctions because it's simply not as straightforward as uh, swapping that technology, the services, or even uranium to a to a non-Russian party. No, that's that's very true, James. And I guess that's the kind of short-term outlook. I guess if, if we're looking at the, the longer term picture, in what ways can the, the EU reduce its dependency on the Russian nuclear sector and moving forward? Obviously, this isn't a straightforward you know, matter for the, for the reasons you've spoken about, but, but are there ways that, that they can you know, slowly reduce their dependency on, on, on Russian nuclear, the, the sector? Yeah, I think, I think slow is the key slow and gradual as i said a, a switch in source and services is, is, is just not an overnight exercise we are really talking years here and a lot of cost hungary got some major nuclear infrastructure projects that um are, are in, in in jvs with with the russian nuclear power plant sector and you you just can't restart that, that again overnight i kind of think it has to happen more from a stability reason, from a security reasons. I, I, I don't see a world whereby, certainly if the, the current Russian regime stays in force, that the, the, the Western powers will allow pockets of Russian influence, let's say, within the European nuclear sector. I just don't see politically that that, that, will, that will be allowed, but this is going to take some time. But it will happen. And it'll happen by advances in technology, engineers and being retrained, engineers being up-trained to manage the transition, and obviously different sources of, uh, of fundamental fuel supply away from um, Russian uranium will need to be identified. And to be honest, the U- Ukraine itself is a, is, a, is a large source of uranium. So in a world where the conflict is over in some shape or form, that's an obvious source of, of, of fuel supply for, for, for the, the reactors within Europe. But we are really talking, I think, years as opposed to, to, to months for this particular transition. Yeah, absolutely. I, I guess one, one point I, I had on that is how relevant this is at the moment. I think we've seen this week discussions between the UK and, the, and, and Russia about certain weapons that, that you, the UK are proposing to send that I think Russia have perhaps falsely said may contain uranium or, or certainly there's a there's a debate about you know the nuclear aspects of that and I think the last year has shown that, that Russia's been willing to weaponize nuclear materials for want of a, a better phrase and that that feeds into the the, the need to for, for the EU and other nations to try and uh, reduce its dependency on Russia from from mainly safety reasons really. Yeah, completely agree. And that's probably all we've got time for today. So thank you very much for listening in to Finlay and I. I hope that was that was useful. No doubt further topics of relevant will be explored in future Energy Explore podcasts. But but thank you for joining us today. Thank you very much. Energy Explored is a Reed Smith production. Our producer is Ali McCardle. For more information about Reed Smith's energy and natural resources practice, please email energyexplored at reedsmith.com. You can find our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and reedsmith.com.
and our social media accounts at Reedsmith LLP on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter. This podcast is provided for educational purposes. It does not constitute legal advice and is not intended to establish an attorney-client relationship, nor is it intended to suggest or establish standards of care applicable to particular lawyers in any given situation. Prior results do not guarantee a similar outcome. Any views, opinions, or comments made by any external guest speaker are not to be attributed to Reed Smith LLP or its individual lawyers. All rights reserved.